Hey, it's Naughty. And I'm The Teach. And welcome to Naughty and The Teach. This week, we are your chillin' black hotties. And we are chillin' this week for sure. Um, We have round two of a game we played during our reintroduction episode called We're Not Really Strangers. We will... um. We can't link them, but we will put their at in the description again so that you can look up, you know, their game, look up their website, and uh, play the game yourself if you like our game again. Yeah, you definitely should work on considering playing this game. It is a fun game to play, but it's also a game in which you have to kind of be honest and open. So that's what we're planning on doing now for round two of this game that we're about to play fun fact the first time we played this game was at a chipotle just randomly i was had that the it. one in brooklyn yeah that was it was <laughs> we had to decide between a three-star chipotle and a two and a half star chipotle and we chose the three-star one and it was trash oh yeah it was trash but it they had trash. margaritas so was this during uh covid because i remember it's we were still covid but it was during I'm lockdown sorry. it was during lockdown what was what were you in brooklyn we went to Industry City on the ferry. Right. And we it took was the ferry. it was so it was still so locked down that Industry City was like closed when we went. Yeah. And we went to Costco and walked around. Did nothing, did not buy anything. We went to uh, all <laughs> no, those. No, no, no. We went we went we got at Costco, uh you got hot dogs. Oh yeah. I mean that yeah. was it. And then we went to West End and got the almost got the drop leaf table. Yes, I was trying to get this drop leaf table because I wanted to make some space to have like a little table to work at at home. Uh, finding a drop leaf table was an adventure, but we did find it except for no. it was like cracked down the middle. Oh, yeah, it was cracked. And then that was the only one that they had. So then it was uh, and then it was like, don't get this. <laughs> then they were like, table. we'll take 10 percent off if you buy. And I was no. like, no. And it was like it was it was a pricey table. So 10 percent wasn't going to do nothing. West Elm, West Elm. I it said was, West Elm. No, it West was Elm. West Elm. But this was not just West Elm. It was the um, like the 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 crack in. No, it's the, what is it called? It was the outlet. Oh, it was the outlet. outlet. Right. So you, anybody knows when you go to an outlet, it's supposed to be cheaper. Off rip. No, nah, it wasn't. It, so it, wasn't. it was not. They had the same prices. Nah. They'd be like, oh, it's damaged, so you get fifteen yeah. percent off. I think we even walked through Bye Bye Baby just like to walk. Yeah, we we, we we, we definitely like did. We, it was during lockdown, and it was one of the times in which things were open, but you know we still were not. It was during lockdown. It was during when people weren't out like people are out now. It was post lockdown. Yeah, like you know, like in the earlier stages when people were like, well, you know, I don't know if there I were still go mask outside. mandates. Well, we were still masking and, up and temperature checks. Yes, and we were socially distancing ourselves from the people who were in there. They were letting limited number of people inside. It was like sep- September. Yeah. Or early October. Yeah, it was definitely warm enough to be outside and take the ferry. No, no, actually, yeah. it was cold that day. It was no, it was nice when we went, and then on the way back, it was like, damn, it's cold. I remember the argument we had, and I was wrong. <laughs> it was about uh, kiss me through the phone. Oh and yes, one call away. Yes. No. Okay. So I want to tell y'all if you if you were in middle school between like two thousand five and like tw- no. Yeah, 2005 and 2010. Soldier Boy was big as shit. And um, this is when he, everybody, people thought he was cute. That's how, that's how big he was. And Kiss Me Through the Phone was like the big song. Was I was like song. 12 or 13. And he tried to, and the teacher tried to tell me that Jason Weaver um, sang, the, sang the chorus, Kiss Me Through the Phone. And I'm like, no, it's Sammy. He's like, you're wrong. And I'm, I was like, look it up on Spotify right now because it's Sammy. She was right. I was right. You saw how I did that? You saw how six seven there eight triple nine eight two one two. And I said, Hey, I am wrong. She was right. 
I just, want, I just, I just want, want to say that on to the be. reintroduction episode, I definitely said that I was wrong in that in that whole thing that we had right before. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Exactly. Look at him. Look I, at I'm him. I'm just being funny. That's what I'm trying to do. But there's a truth in that joke. You're trying to say that I don't be saying I'm wrong, and I do. Well, hold on. Not all the time, but I do. I'm getting right, better so at then it. So there we go. Okay. I, I do it like 90% of the time. Okay. 90% of the time? Yes, I do. That's a lot of the time. That's nine times out of ten. Yes. and um, You sure that's the, the number you want to go with? <laughs> but, can I go uh, with four out of five? Four out of five is 80%. Yeah. I do math really fast. <laughs> good you for see. you. Ah, see, see, see. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. Let me be proud of something. And I said good for you. Um. So, um, bringing it back, we are going to now get into our popping off. Our popping off is just going to be us really just talking about things that we have come across this week, um, pop culture, things that are, you know, coming happening within our understanding of what's going on in America these days. So, without further ado, let's pop off. All right. The first thing we got to say is we got to change that. It's. I almost started talking because I for, I forgot like it was so long. Is it that long? It's like five seconds. It. I don't know, but well, I was. It's too I many. Was, we yeah. gotta we gotta uh, adjust the the pops, the cork popping at the beginning. So just to, to talk about it, it's cork poppings. Then it's like a bottle cap hitting the floor while we pour our drink and get ourselves settled in. So it's basically a way to start the episode. You you know you get yourself situated. You pop that bottle. Popping off. We're trying to get uh, sponsored by Ciroc or any kind of tequila company um, so we can, you know, think, have some drinks think, in, in between. I think Ciroc is vodka. You can do both. You can have both. But I don't think Ciroc sells tequila. I said and a tequila company. Oh, and? Both. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just, if you are a good, if you're a sponsor and you want somebody to help sell your products, we are the people. And I'm a tequila connoisseur, so you know. Yes, and I drink. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Just if it's good and I enjoy it, I will drink it. Yeah, you know. Um, except for this one tequila, which I will not name because we have personal, personal beef. Yeah, yeah. But I will. We'll. we'll, we'll that'll be a story for another time. Yeah, that'll definitely be a story for another time. All right. So, Queen of the Podcast, Naughty, please tell us what is you popping off with today? I am popping off with the story of the Far Quad, I mean, the King of the South. T.I. Um, <laughs> Wait, Farquaad, I know this. It's the king of the lands of Shrek. Yes. Oh, okay. Look at me. I know something. He was a tiny man. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. Um, and he got into a bit of an argument, I will say, with a comedian uh, because um, a comedian and because... He wanted to talk, and so she. he was like, oh, take off your wig, take off your wig. And she made a joke that was like, um, I'm just going to look up her name right now because I know her first name is, I think, I want to say it's Latasha, but I don't think that's it. But she was like, oh, take off, take off your wig. And she was like, I'll take, off, um, I'll take off my wig if you talk about your court case, speaking on his, the, the case that him and Tiny are in that they – have raped women or like kidnapped Oof. women. Oof. Exactly. So, you know, I just bring that up to say, you know, all of everything that happened with B with B Cosby, with Bill Cosby, all of that started because Hannibal Burris was telling jokes about it. And then it 
kind of force people to look into it to see what the truth in the joke was. And I think that this will happen again with T.I. and Tiny. I know that when these allegations were first coming out, and that's what they are right now, he, he, the, everything is alleged with T.I. and Tiny. Um, when they first came out, people were gung-ho because it was like, it was a big story because, you know, there were like these videos going around with them talking to women at the side of their car. But I do hope that if there is any truth to this, that, you know, these jokes, you know, help bring that out. Yeah. Um, anytime there's a situation where anybody could possibly be. A, oh, it, Sorry, the comedian's name is Lauren Knight and it was her comedy show. Yeah. Um, again, this is a post Oscar post comedians telling jokes. Um, you know, he felt that he needed to defend himself. He grabbed the mic. He, he spoke, got up on stage, got on stage, hugged her. It it did. I don't like he hugged her, but there is a point like where she's putting her arm out to like to get him off of her. There's another point where she's like, you know, we're all family and it's all good. And it's like, but then at the same time, you don't know if people are saying that because they don't want to get hurt post Will Smith, Chris Rock. Yeah. I mean, that could have been another situation where uh, a comedian could have possibly been injured, hurt. Assaulted. Yeah, because security came out fast. I've n- I haven't seen that. But before. did security come out for her? Or did Ti security come out? See, that's the that's question true, that we need yeah. to ask. Um, their job, if it's Ti security, it doesn't matter if he's in the wrong. Their job is to protect him in those situations. Yeah. So, um, from the video that we saw, you um, you can't really tell. Well, I I do want to ask the question: Is how is Ti allowed to grab the microphone and talk for as long as he did in the matter that he did? Without anybody else coming to, someone from the from the club should have came because that it was her comedy show at the club. Someone should have came to her defense. Or well, like, does he own the comedy club? Off. That they was not in the articles I All read. Right. If he so it. if he doesn't, and he's just a guest or a patron, just like everybody else, why does he get that privilege to do that thing? Yes, he does get to defend himself, but does that open up the right for everybody to defend themselves when a comedian makes a joke about them? Regardless to how serious or how stern or how deep the joke can cut, do we then get a chance to go on our stage and interrupt their show because words? Exactly. I agree with you. You shouldn't get to, you shouldn't get to like, take over a show and from what they from what some article said he started saying things about like oh take your wig off take your wig off so someone if you're gonna heckle somebody if you're gonna heckle a comedian yeah you expect the joke to come back yo i'm trying to tell y'all don't go after comedians their whole job their whole their whole existence, no, not their whole existence. That's that's a little much but they're they're, they're built for this and you have to expect that they are quick-witted yeah. And if you have and also if you have an allegation against you just shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you have something where it's easy to make fun of you or to to clap back, just just enjoy the show. Don't go to a comedy club to be like I'm going to be a disruptive figure. Speaking of disruptive figures, Mike <laughs> and taking over a show, I just want to do a quick follow-up of how this Will Smith incident with Chris Rock keeps uh, expanding itself it still seems to be going on people are still talking about it um we have a couple of things uh it came to light some old you know footage of chris rock talking about being abused in sorry being bullied 
um, and assaulted at during his his schooling years. And when he was an adult. Um, about um, a possible nonverbal learning disorder that he may have. Um, uh, Chris uh, Will Smith is losing uh, some of his productions or movies are being put on hold, which you know is unfortunate. However, these are the consequences to actions. So we can say it's fair or not, but there are consequences to actions. Whether it's it's just whether it's just right, whether it's overblown, there are still consequences to actions. Um, we also uh, now there's a growing voice that seems to be picking up steam where people are trying to defend Will. Although yes, he has been virtually, you know, for himself. I want to say scandal free for himself, for himself, himself as a human, not including his marriage. Yes, himself. Um, so people are saying that it's unfair that these are things, and yes, we hear people. Multiple things can be true at one at one time at at the same time, but you know this this it just seems that this is still picking up steam. We'll see what happens. Um, Chris Rock still has not come out and spoken about it. He's not ready. Let's be respectful and you know understand. Oh, also, I do want to say that people are saying. You know, don't come after Will Smith, you know, black community. He's been a pillar of the black community, which is true. But so is Chris Rock. So is the person that he inflicted this assault and trauma to. Something that Chris Rock is going to have to live with and deal with for who knows how long. This is going to be memed. This is going to be used. It's going to be replicated. This moment in time is something that Chris Rock is going to have to deal with. So what we're talking about being a pillar to black society also, keep in mind whom it was done to as well and have that same energy for Chris Rock. And I also think, like, speaking on or going off what you just said, like, it's also unfortunate that even even within our own podcast, like, the conversation is so Will Smith-centered. Even though, like, we, of course, we spoke about Chris Rock, it it's not necessarily the, the conversations that people are having are not focus on his trauma and what he went through and what he is going through. And people went through the archives or people made it a point to say you, how Jada Pinkett Smith has spoken about her alopecia. Chris Rock has spoken about how he was jumped and how he, and, and how that affected him in the, in the, in the work he had to go through with, through, with therapy to, um, to put that trauma or to attempt to put that trauma in the past and something like this on a public stage, what that can do, what that does to a person, what, you know. So it's very unfortunate that it's focused on, it's not focused on the victim. And I, I because Will Smith is not a victim in that situation, J Jada Pinkett Smith is for the joke and Chris Rock is for getting, for getting hurt. So I, it's unfortunate that they are not the focus. It's mostly Will. And I think that says a lot about who we want to protect and in this conversation about protecting black people and protecting black men, we are not protecting Chris Rock at all. Yeah. And I also think, like I said before, com like complexion may pay a play a part. And who who are we protecting? We're protecting this light skinned black man. I think that also says something about the culture. And pe and people who are upset about productions being halted, you know, if you when you see somebody assault some someone else. Why would you want to work with them? Like, for real. 
Like you, 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 there, there would be a fear, especially when some of these things are coming up very soon. There's going to be a fear to work with somebody who just assaulted somebody else. Uh, I, I agree. And I definitely want to touch on a complexion thing real quick. Yes, there is a lot of cause for the licensed black, black man, but for a lot of people, for a lot of people, Will Smith has been their idol, their hero. So to see your hero fall or react in that way, especially when you can't even imagine or fathom that that is, that's another thing that's a lot of jarring for people. And it forces people to take sides and they tend to take sides with the people they know, they like or whatever. Um, blind faith isn't always the best thing, but humans operate in that way. I like this person. I grew up with this person. I know this person. I love this person. I want to be similar to this person. So that's where a lot of the motivation and the protection um, comes from. But we also in a society where we overlook victims in, in many situations often. Um, people can speak about their experiences. Like even when we were talking about the T.I. comedian thing, we're talking about T.I. As, a, as an alleged aggressor mm -hmm. and not the people who's actually had the experiences that it is and when the stories get taken and they come out and they say their stories it's in a sense of they're lying or they're trying to you know especially when it's an allegation to a man uh they're these women are ganging up on them and trying to get money or something or clout or notoriety whatever it might be and that's part of our culture is we we don't really listen or believe the victims this is true. Even and we've seen this. Chris Rock is the victim. We literally watched it. It's memed. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's good old society for you. And even, yeah, and this is another case where it's two famous people, like with uh, Trey Songs and Kiki Palmer. And Kiki Palmer is, like, recording because she's afraid. And it's like, I don't believe you. And she's like, don't. And she's hiding in a closet. Like, yeah. you know, like she's filming it because she's scared. And then they had footage of themselves trying to get her out the closet saying it's not like. And how could you not believe her? There's a lot of alleged uh, allegations going against Trey Songs. Yeah. Alleged, alleged allegations. But. Whew. Yeah. You know, it's hard to have favorites nowadays. Yeah. Um, they always say don't meet your heroes because. Um, anything oh yeah uh, one more thing since we're talking about um, people going with the aggressors uh, I don't know if you remember Naughty but there was an incident a couple of months ago in I want to say Minneapolis with the guy who was sleeping over at another friend's house and the police had a no knock warrant and they came in and they shot him while he was sleeping when he reached for his licensed firearm Yes, you spoke about it. Yes, we did. Well, uh, grand jury came out. Oh, were they acquitted? No, there's not going to be no trial. Are you kidding me? There's no, oh. no, it's not going to be no trial. Um, so that was it. There was going to be no, no follow up. No, you know, another tragic loss of life by law enforcement, whose job is to protect the people they keep killing. But there's not even going to be a trial to see if there was any wrongdoing because whatever investigation they did was apparently sufficient enough to say they do not need to stand trial even though again somebody 
lost their life. So, uh, America. Listen, I mean, it it amazes me sometimes that in in our lifetime we've seen the uh, Stop Asian Hate Bill pass. But, you know, my father's been alive 67 years. My my grandmother was alive almost 100 years. And nothing, nothing is happening like that for the black community or even other communities of color. But, you know, that's... that's when you're hot, stuff. you're hot. Exactly. When you're hot, you're <laughs> hot. hot. That's, I'm just going to say like, that. I'm just saying because Dred Scott was how long ago? Oh, all right. When all you're right. hot, you're hot. Um, all right, so that I'm will... I'm putting that, putting that major to use. Listen. That concludes our popping off so without further ado we're going to jump into this we're not really strangers game so wait, wait no effect i don't think we have an effect for oh there's no digging deep effect but yet. if you want me to make an effect hold on let me see what i got here oh yeah digging deep digging deep get to know us very well oh yeah oh yeah that actually might work <laughs> i have to record that now yeah all right um Naughty. So, um, uh, real quick, let's just do um, Naughty, you'll start. But let's just do a quick overview for those of us who, or those who may not know. So, uh, We're Not Really Strangers, a game that... It's, um, you know, it's a game that it makes you have to be vulnerable so that you can get to know whoever you're playing with better. This is for friendships, familiar relationships, uh, dating, and even for yourself. Uh, the original, The original game is for relationships, any kind of relationship. And then they have an extension pack that is specific for dating and an extension pack that is specific for uh, reflection. So that's the end of, you can play with another person, but it's for the individual to think about themselves. Yes. And there are three levels um, and they go deeper and deeper. Um, We're going to be working from level two, which is the connection and level three, which is the reflection. Level one questions are called perception perception so perception is level one level two is connection and level three is reflection and guess what they even have a clear dig deeper card perfect for us a word we we might have to figure out how to utilize that for our podcast um all right so naughty is going to start from a level two question okay are you ready i am not but let's do it (laughs) When was the last time you surprised yourself? What was the last time I surprised myself? Ah, man, that's a good question. I, I'll be honest, it might have to be uh, this year. And like going into this year, I had a mindset of like, I have to start separating myself from people that have not, had my best interest in mind and I had to kind of see myself in a different way of like okay you are trying to go one way but there's people holding you up and it's not always the easiest because the people that might be hemming you up I'm talking about very specific people by the way um, that might be hemming you up are people that are close to you that you might have a connection with that you know you might love but you have to also recognize that you may not be or in you trying to, you know, have them in your life, help support them. All it's doing is like bringing you down and it's draining you. So then 
the surprise came from me really for the one of the first times I could say in a long time prioritizing myself and on a, <laughs> it's going to sound funny but I didn't know I could do that I didn't know that was an option for me I didn't know like I can just say you know what fuck this shit and just focus on making me putting that energy I would put in for for them or for other people into myself and I think that doing that and you know it's April now I feel like I've made a lot of strides with how I see myself how I interact with myself and the people around me because of the decision to make a choice and prioritize me over people things and situations that I could not make a difference on make a difference with or it was very very draining to me Oh my answer Yeah don't try to don't try to <laughs> oh, you got to answer this too Okay well um I don't know I think uh I think I constantly get surprised with um I guess like how sad I am. Like I just don't like, like I enjoy being a parent, but I don't, like I don't enjoy being a single parent and I just take so much of that guilt on. Like it's not my fault that the other person isn't involved. Um, that's their choice. They quote are uninterested, unquote. So, um, but it's hard to not feel like that, that it was, it's my fault because obviously I, I chose to have a child with that person. Um, Granted, they kind of, they led me to believe, you know, by making plans and things like that, that they were on board. But in the, so it's, you know, and I can't control other people. So that is constantly surprising. Can I, can I add a happier surprise? Sure. So uh, another that I know that I surprised myself is I'm getting really more surprised at how excited and dedicated I'm becoming more and more to the podcast like I am I you know at first it was like all right we're gonna do this podcast yeah it'll be fun we'll do this we'll do that but as we are improving and we're getting better I'm actively trying to find ways and seek out ways in order to be better as a male podcaster (laughs) <laughs> now when you first did out the first time you did an outline i was like yo not i was like shocked i was like okay then i really saw the investment yeah and not to say that you weren't invested before but for the first couple episodes it was a lot of me doing research yeah. like you yeah. doing ideas but a lot of me doing the research and yeah. i was like oh i was like wow and even with that like to even piggyback off of that like the, now because we have the the podcast and the self-awareness that we have to have like i say no more yeah, and the bound like I, the fact that I am at least beginning to have boundaries is surprising me. And it's it's also making me realize how I I'm telling everybody what they should do, how they should be, how they should act. I'm literally applying that to myself as a male podcaster. <laughs> I keep saying that for a very specific reason, but we'll go into that another time. Every day, so that way I you know am being true to what I'm saying. But also, it's something I actually want to do and live by. I want to be the person who's going to give the advice and actually follow it. I'm gonna be. I want to be the person that talks shit, but also can be a good person. Backs it up. 
Yeah, and 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 back it up when when necessary. But I think that the investment, the excitement to 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 do this podcast is really what surprised me. Because like Doherty said, it wasn't that I wasn't interested. I just she was holding a lot of the weight at the start. But now I think it's more fifty fifty. Yeah, high five to the growth. That was a that was a high five sound if you didn't hear it. <laughs> Um, do you want to do a happier one or do you, My are you happier good? one was that I set boundaries now. Oh yeah. Right, no, right. 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 Yeah. That's, it's good. All right. So I'm going to do a level two connection question. All right. No, are you ready? I'm ready. If you can get to know someone in your life on a deeper level, who would it be and why? Did we ask this one last time? I don't remember, but we might have. So let's go to the next we're gonna, one. Yeah. We're going to go to the next one just to make case. sure. Uh Oh, wild card. Oh God. Ooh. Both players write the three most important things in your life to you. We only have 30 seconds and we can compare it. So hold on, let me get my phone. Okay, when you get to the notes app, tell me. I I'm going to just put in a text message to myself. Okay, you ready? Uh hold on, hold on. Let me let me find let me find myself. Okay. Oh my there we go. I am ready. Go. Not me forgetting what I'm supposed to write. Um, I'm trying to think of. You got your three already? Yeah. Jeez. Um, I think these are lame, but. They're not lame. They're be true to you. As the meme says, be who you are. All right. I have my three. All right, Nodi, what are your three? So, of course, I put my daughter. Um, I'm not going to divulge her name yet, but that's what I put. Um, because it's very important to me that she feels loved and protected in all ways. I know that. You know, I'm a human being and I cannot be everything to her, but I always want her to know that there is safety in me no matter what. Um, yeah. Uh, I, uh, then I put, uh, like, myself, my mental health, and that I, the, this is not in a particular order because I, while, yes, my child is a priority, I am also a priority, and sometimes I will come before her. And y'all can criticize me for that. I, I don't care. Um, but you know, being honest with myself and like men, my mental health and just my emotional health, actually just, just, you know, everything about me and being honest about that so that I can always be better. Um, and I, my goal was not to be best. It's to always be better. Um, which I learned is a very big difference because best is final, better is continuous. Um, and, uh, I had to have a hard start with my parents, so this year I will finally be graduating. Ten years later, you know, woo woo. I had to a lot of things happen in the in the interim. You know, had a baby, had a friend die, had a pandemic. Um, so you know, I'm out here, finna get that piece of paper. Um, and right now, that right now that is a priority to me because once I get my degree, it will automatically open doors for me and I can go different places and I can as especially as a single parent provide for my daughter and myself 
in a way in the way that I want to. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Uh, my three, uh, it was the 30 second time crunch, but I'm going to try to explain what I mean. All right. So my first one is the people around me. Um, I don't have a child. Don't want one. So when I say the people around me, it's like the people and, you know, family, you know, family could be it. But for the most part, it's just the people I surround myself with and the choice of being conscious of whom I'm having in my life and why and in what capacity. You know, it's important and it's something I'm grateful for um, to be involved or invited into anybody's life and anybody's space for them to have time for you or you to make time for them is an extremely important thing and it's it's very fulfilling so I'm, I'm really happy to have that and to be able to do that for people the people around me um, being able to support myself and I, I yes I mean fiscally yes being able to have a place to live and be able to do it on my own yes although I could always just go the other way and be a homosexual and just live on some woman's couch. Um, again, ladies, sliding in my DMs. Um, <laughs> Was it on the last podcast or the other one where I said you had the prerequisites for it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am tall. I can read. Let me tell y'all. I was thinking about this the uh -huh. other day, yo, about how to describe you without saying what you look like. And uh -oh. it's a... It's uh -oh. a <laughs> Damn, it's unfortunate. That I gotta that I gotta use Will Smith, but um, it's for real, for real, for real. I think um, it's we it's have similarities. A, you we um, it also you said that you had a similar build to him. Yeah, we do. So yes, so imagine the build and complexion of Will Smith, and a haircut similar to Will Smith, but with a Andre three thousand face. That's fucked up. Is Andre three thousand sexy? Yes. Okay, then yeah, I'll take it. Fuck yeah, shit. I mean, damn. They go. They go. Everybody go. Oh. I swear I can see the memes now. It's Will Smith's body with uh, Andre 3000's face, like really photoshopped terribly. And they can be like, and look, then, it's the and, teach. It's and, the teach. In a skin match. <sighs> yeah. Or, 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 he's going to hate me for saying this, but like a, a black Colin Farrell. That shit don't even make sense. You look like him now. We do not look alike. Okay. Whatever you also said I look like House MD. Like, there's too many different faces. No, I said that. No, I didn't say you looked like him. I said that you had the same like glare and gaze as him. I I hope that's a good glare. I don't know. I I don't know. I was talking about the, the things about Gemini's. That's really what the whole conversation was about. But okay. So going back to my final important thing. <laughs> Is the space to grow and be able to take these compliments that are being given to me. No, what I mean by the space to grow is have the capacity to actually want to do better and be better. Have the capacity to, uh, you know, see myself as a person who can grow. I don't want to pigeon myself and say I'm perfect or I'm this or I'm that. Be open to all of the different things. People will give and have, have, has giving me feedback based on, you know, who, how they see me. And it's important to listen to that. Now, that don't mean everybody is right or you have to listen to everybody. But, you know, just try to be open to the growth and be the best version of the person I can be. The good thing is I'm not angry. I'm not holding, like, anger for this or for that reason. And I'm allowing myself to close myself off. And I think that, you know, it, it took a long while to get here. I've had, you know, a lot of life experiences that would typically lead me to go the other way. But uh, part of working on your shit 
is that you open yourself up and be open to work on your shit. So I'm really happy um, about that. So those are my three. Those were a nice three, and that was, you know, was you shouldn't have downplayed it. That was cheesy. But go ahead. Am I going to do level three or level two now? Uh, I'll, I'll, let's do, let's finish up the level twos. Okay. We might have done this. We might have done this personally, though. I don't remember. Uh-oh. Uh, what has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Damn. Shit. Keep it at a whole hundred. I don't think it was when I lived with my family. And that's okay. Um, so now I have to search <laughs> memories of when I was in the group home or when I was in foster care. Damn, this is not an easy question. I think one that does... One, one recognition of, of happiness, even though I knew this was going to happen, but also there was doubts, is graduating and getting out of the group home to go to college. Like I knew it was, but there were so many people around me, mostly the adults, who were trying to instill this sense of dread, the sense of you're not going to make it into me of going that route because typically what people did in the place that you know I spent a majority of my life is they stay in the system they stay in the group home they go to the community college in the area and then they just live that and then they age out eventually because um, you know if you stay there and you go to college you could stay till you're like 22 23 and then you're then dr set off into the world with no real live no real independent living skills and I just like, hey, you know, going to college, it was very similar to the group home, but very different. The communal living is the same, but everything else is different. Um, you got people from all walks of life um, look differently than you are into different things. Um, you know, there's no shared, there could be no shared understandings, you know, codes of conduct that people go by, rules, whatever. So I think it was getting out of that place to start a new chapter. But the sad part is when you asked me what my earliest recollection was, that didn't happen until I was 18. You know what I mean? Like that's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to think about if there is one before that, but I could say it's, it didn't happen when, pre that and that 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 kind of makes me sad <laughs> but listen um you know you take all of that and it helps me to be the man that i am a murderer don't say that i'm kidding i, I don't i haven't killed people let me today. get up and leave then because you know y'all may be going crazy naughty will be on the next episode hopefully um <laughs> i was just gonna make a joke like i'll be wearing her face like no i'm kidding i'm kidding let's not let's not go there i'm not gonna say what i want to say earliest recollection of happiness um I want to say, um, I want to say that uh, this is like a really random memory, and I don't know if it's because people told me the stories often that I have this memory, but um, I remember when uh, 
like when I, I remember moving from a studio apartment to a three bedroom apartment in my complex and um like because my my family like they my parents work in education um we we like we um like we couldn't move on a break so we had to we had to move everything in a weekend um so i remember i couldn't really carry stuff so i remember i was holding like a like a stuffed rabbit and walking back and forth with my family like um maybe holding a bag from one building to the next and um you know, I remember paint like my sister and I at the time shared a room, and I remember like we uh, we were painting the room like light blue, and um, my mom let us write our names. Of course, it was in blue because the, she wasn't gonna let us actually write our names, but she let us write our names and put our handprints um, on the wall. So there were parts of the wall where you could see that um, we had had hands, or we had like we had done something different. Like you could, it, like there was one part that was lighter than the rest, so that we knew that it was there. And um, I remember, like, and then later, like years later, when we like rearranged the house, you could still see like where the hands were, which was nice. Um, and you know, it was. I I think I have fond memories of it now because just of how uh, my relationship with my sister is now. But I remember like by where we used to like while we had the handprint, she gave me a pet rock. And we used to pray by it way back when, when I was all about the Jesus. So, yeah. Hey, Seuss. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, that, you know, brings some warmth to my heart. All right. We're on our last level, too. However, we are coming to our time in which we're aiming to start um, ending the podcast. So, we have an option. Do we can. No, what? What? You need, can, I, can I finish? We have our final level, too. That we can do so that way next time we do this, we're only on level threes. So I'm going to read this one. the final level two. Okay. And what lesson took you the longest to unlearn? The lesson that I am still unlearning is that, uh, how do I want to say it? I think, um, like not not to give to other people more than you give to yourself. I do that a lot. I extend myself in a lot of ways for other people and find myself with an empty cup quite often in different aspects. It can be with work, it can friendships, family, you know, things like that. Um and tied to it is um you know always like perseverating on what could happen. So because I'm always thinking about like what can happen, I'm always taking into consideration how other people are going to feel and not hurting someone's feelings. Um, because like, I don't want, like, I don't want to take away from them. So it's just a whole, another, another way of giving to somebody more than I give to myself. Cause I do not take myself into consideration like that really at all. I put myself in uncomfortable places because it's the right thing to do for set for whatever reason. Uh, the quote-unquote right thing to do. So that's the lesson I am still unlearning, you know. Yeah, for me, it's that I'm not, one, I'm not, well, it took me the longest, honestly, to learn is that I'm not the center of the universe. Is that everything doesn't revolve me, everything's not because of me, everything doesn't have to be inc including me or whatever the case may be. And 
that's pretty much how I operated a lot of my life until one day it just hit me like, yo, you're not the most important person in this world. Yes, you could be the most important person in your world, which I know I am important and I matter and what I feel and think and all of that. But to understand that everything is not about me or revolves around me, that should change my whole perspective on not only myself, but also my view of other people. So for the uh, millennials listening, you know, what the teach just said was that he's the main character of his movie, but not of everybody. But not else. everybody's story. Yes, that's that's the thing that and when that shit hit it, it it fucked me up for a couple of days because I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Like it's it's a revelation that you just don't expect, but it makes sense. You're like, how did it take me this long to get to this point? But I'm glad I did because then it opens me up, not one, to also looking at myself objectively in order to give myself like, oh, I'm the main character. I'm the protagonist. I'm the good guy. Everything that doesn't come up in my favor isn't because of me. It's because of some antagonist or some evil force or whatever the case may be. No, that's not how the shit works. Sometimes shit is your fault because shit is your fault. I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes. So being open to realize what you might be doing to causing yourself to be in these situations or for how people can react to you. They're not reacting to you because they're the antagonist of the story or your story. They're reacting to you possibly because of how you might be coming across or reacting to them. So, sorry. So just being open to really looking at myself and knowing that it's not just about me, that that also helped. And, you know, um, as Pixar has shown us in Onward, Encanto and uh, Turning Red. Not everybody's an antagonist there. You can have you can have a story with no villains. It's, it can simply be miscommunications and misunderstandings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So. That concludes round two of We're Not Really Strangers. Are we skipping your favorite segment? Uh, we could. Do you want to? I mean, yeah. No, I don't. So without further ado, <laughs> Naughty and the Teach recommends, as usual, the queen of the podcast. What do you recommend this week? So because I just mentioned it, I am going to recommend that uh, peep. I've already recommended Encanto. I think I'm going to recommend Onward. It's a really beautiful story um, about siblings and um, sing- siblings of a single parent. And uh, I think you did Encanto. No, no, you didn't. No, I did do Encanto. I didn't do Onward. Okay. Oh, Onward. Right. Um, that's what I'm doing. Onward with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. It's an animated movie. Um, you know, it's about two two brothers of a single mom and their journey to, like, I guess, kind of find their father and find them, and when they, and they end up finding themselves in the process. Which it's a really beautiful story, and it is based on um, a true story. Um, mine's is going to be a book. Of course. Mine's is uh, "We're Going to Need More Wine" by Gabrielle Union. I had this on the agenda, but I changed it a couple of times this past, uh, the past couple of weeks. But uh, We're Going to Need More Wine is by Gabrielle Union. It's a memoir. Um, It's funny. You learn a lot about Gabrielle, especially during, she talks a lot about her bring it on days and 
what it was like shooting there and being part of the cast and how she had to help rewrite a lot of the dialogue in order to make her make her character more of a dynamic character as opposed to a, a stereotype in a cheerleader movie, a black stereotype in a white cheerleading movie. So, um, you know, shout outs to Gabrielle. It's It was really great listening. It's a great listen. Please do. Um, I've done a lot of fun memoirs. I've now turned my attention to a whole different uh, type of story, but I'll talk to you about that later on. You spoke about the essays. You spoke about the no, essays. no, the which ones? You spoke about the essays, Samantha Irby. Oh yeah, no, that that's fun. Um, I'm reading something completely different, which we'll talk about because I'm try I'm struggling to. It's a great story, but we'll talk about it. Let me not leave y'all on the cliffhanger. I'm so sorry about that. Fun fact, though. Gabrielle Union is my birthday twin. Um, speaking of, because we just talked about your doppelgangers, your Gemini doppelganger, I feel like if you, on a spectrum of faces, you would have, on one end would be Gabrielle Union, on the other end would be Tracy Ellis Ross, whose birthday is also October 29th, like Gabrielle and I, and I would be somewhere in the middle. Nice. So you'll be a combination of both is what you're saying. Yeah, except I don't have a fat ass, so it's tears. Yeah. Well, I uh, I don't know much about that, but okay. But I mean, they have it that they're known for that. Like Tracy Ellis Ross is known for her big butt, and Gabrielle Union is known for being like fit and sexy. I mean, and I'm all gonna, three and, of them are beautiful women. Thanks. I, I, I was gonna say I'm I'm in between, but yes, yeah, that too. Um. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. Um. If you have not any episodes you might list missed list any episodes you might have missed. Just go back and, and listen. You can watch the growth and see how we how far we've come. Um, also, please don't forget to interact with us on our Instagrams. You can find us at Naughty and the Teach on Instagram, at Naughty Flower on Instagram, and at the Teach NYC. All on Instagram. It is in the bio when you watch us. Also, just to add, we also have Twitters. Um, we'll we'll come back to y'all with that. Yeah, we're not active on those. We'll so. come back to y'all on our Twitters, but definitely hit us up on our Instagrams. I've been more active on Instagram, so um, shout outs to anybody who has reached out to us, um, us individually, or us as the podcast. Um, we are constantly working on building, so we have some new things in store. Um, it's exciting. We don't want to share too much, but uh, stay with us. We're growing. We appreciate your support. And we hope to um, see you next week. Bye.